and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 102. I am your host, Cameron Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. Today is Sunday, June 6th, 1944. Uh, the Operation Overlord has just commenced, and the Allied forces are taking the beaches of Normandy. Uh, there are five beaches to take, and they are split up amongst the different... Uh, Allied forces like the American, British, and Canadian troops. Don't forget about the zombie castle either. I'm not. Fuck you. <laughs> I was uh, talking real history, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I, it's it's so unfortunate that now every time I hear about Operation Overlord, I just think about the movie Overlord, which is like good but not great. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's for hi, for history. That's just like a oh fuck. Why does that to, <laughs> why does it have to have that name to ruin that actual in the good history though? Damn it. Uh, but shit. Yeah. Uh, we are a week less than a week away from Judgment Week. Judgment Dude, time. I'm, I'm getting scared. I, I, uh, we, we were actually right before we started recording, guys, we were talking about it, trying to figure out how the fuck we're doing this because, uh, E3 is coming up, of course, and we'll, we'll probably talk about our plans for it after we finish the news. But before we, uh, talk about what we've been playing and watching, uh, so we'll get to it soon. But yeah, E3 is next week, and there's, there's a few things to say before, you know, you, you wait a week for us to come back with whatever the hell we're going to talk about for that that yeah. just drenched, trenched you in. You started week. to read to me like the list of all the shows that have been confirmed. And I was like, oh, my God, it's, it's so much more than I thought it was. It's oh, my God. No, uh, <laughs> they made up a few extra ones, too. I was just like, ah, shit. We're trying to figure out like whether like how we want to split the days up so we don't do like either too many episodes or too long episodes. It's just yeah. like. Just if we do, if we pair the weekend days together, it's like, it's so many things. Uh, yeah. That's we'll, just we'll, one potential episode. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. You'll, you'll hear about it at the, uh, like, like I said, after we finish the news. But uh, speaking of like, uh, I, I w- I'm like in a weird rush mode. Like I'm not going to rush through the show, but I'm just antsy because I've been playing Jedi Fallen Order. And I'm like in a point where I'm just like, uh, I need to, I just want to get things done like i'm near the end of the game and i'm at that point where you can just run through the worlds and like you have all your upgrades so now you can go into all the places you couldn't access before and instead of going to the end i'm just like you know i'm gonna go planet to planet and just start cleaning all these up and i'm at the first planet to do so and i'm just ready to get back to it because i'm like oh my god this game like i can platinum this game and i didn't expect that I was going to do it. I didn't want to do it. And now I'm like, it's so easy. It's not, it's not easy, but it's not hard at all either. Like I would say it's easier than it is harder to get done. So I'm like, all right, you got me. I'm in it to win it for this. Uh, but yeah. And then uh, you, you said you're playing something on Xbox. Yeah, just you would never guess. So are you I... playing, are you playing Fallout or Elder Scrolls? I actually did. I do have Fallout New Vegas on my Xbox, and I am playing that. But uh, uh, <laughs> so I finally was able to track down a Series X, and was like, you know what? I have a new job. I have some disposable income now. I'll treat myself to this, or like once once I can find one, and I did. Uh, and of all the games to play first using my Game Pass subscription, I started playing Halo Wars. 
That's that is so ra- that's so random, bro. Okay, so my main reasoning for that is like probably the one of the big things we're gonna see at E3 this year, hopefully, in hopefully in a better state than we saw it last time. Oh, Halo, Halo Infinite, Infinite, yeah. And I was so lost with Halo Infinite when they uh, brought out that one brute, and we're like, it's talking about Atriox and all these other things of the Banished, and I was like, the who, what, what? where did i miss something like yeah you, you missed halo wars too so i went back i played halo wars one i actually finished it i'm on halo wars two now it's just, it's definitely a lot better than the first one at least mechanically well done yeah I, I i wanted to play halo wars 2 i still haven't done it yet actually and i'm like uh i i want to play them again but i've been waiting because I'm, I'm like on an rts kick at least on pc and right now i'm just trying to do the age games age vampires and stuff right but i also want to do like uh halo wars and company of heroes because like i remember playing halo wars one on xbox 360 and i remember hating it uh, yeah the controls are workable but they're not great and like literally the entire time i'm playing it i'm just like man this would be way better on like a touch screen or definitely on pc yeah and it's like i love this like the, the game itself wasn't bad i was just like why the f- why the fuck am I using a controller to play an RTS game? So that was yeah. I was just like I need to. I, I'm I'm glad they put them both on PC so I can just play them where For they. Sure. I'm yeah. just I, I, RTSs. I will only I only like playing on PC. Like I, it's weird when it comes to a console. I'm like, why is this here? It's like, but I anyway, give them credit for doing as well to for making a control scheme that works so well. But yeah, definitely it's it feels like it's hampered being on a console controller. Yeah. But, of course, this is Sutra Side Talk, uh, a show where we just talked a little bit about what we've been playing and watching, but usually we'll do that after we talk about the yeah. news, usually news on a gaming movie TV show uh, topics, and we'll usually do the ones that we can really go in depth on or have some opinions on. And this week, there is no movie TV news. Or if there was, it wasn't enough for us to throw onto the show this week, which makes things a little bit easier. We do have, uh, of course... A few different gaming news pieces. Uh, one I would say bigger than the other is being with PlayStation, and yeah. of course uh, the talk of just preparing for E3 as it comes this th- this coming week. It's going to be here, so we'll be doing that, and then we'll jump into what we've been actually watching and playing that we fully finished and whatnot. Because I still got a fat list. If you've listened to the backlog special, we just did uh, episode backlog special seven uh, for May. We we got a lot out of that but still you know there's there's a lot still and e3 last or not the absence of e3 last year was the reason it piled up so much because of the amount of gaming news spread out throughout the summer but with that said james i think we could just go ahead and hop into the news all right starting with uh the announcement of the crisis remastered trilogy which you know we just got crisis remastered so like the first crisis game was remastered yeah and brought back out there and it's like oh cool and actually i was like yo i'd be down to play this again like it was really cool back in the day and i remember it was only on pc because <laughs> the consoles couldn't uh yeah. support it except for somehow i think people modded it to get onto playstation 3 because it had some insane power like the cell processor was a bitch yeah to they, they did eventually port it to ps3 the first one yeah, and and then I think the the second one and the third one came out on consoles, but it was like particularly the first one took a while for them to figure out how to work on the consoles. Yeah, and 
Uh, they've officially announced the whole trilogy, though, remastered. Kind of like, basically, we just got Mass Effect. It's the same thing here, where it's coming this fall, and it's going to be for PC and consoles. They haven't specified which, but uh, the, the only question, I don't think they haven't, I don't think they said it, but we just don't know if it's, is it next-gen consoles, or is it, like, PS4, uh, Xbox One? Uh, yeah, or if anything, maybe it's PS4, Xbox One with PS5, Series X, like upgrade support coming where it's not like a full version, but it's like, you know, like any other PS4, Xbox One game that's getting like yeah. that extra support uh, if you have like the the more powerful console. Yeah, but, I was super confused because I was like when they, when I first saw this announcement, because I, I just was curious about like, like you said, they announced they already put out the first one remastered. So I was like, wait, are they going to just separately also remaster the next two? Or is it going to be a, a whole bundle? And is that bundle going to include literally the same game that just came out? I, it's so weird, but eh. yeah, it's also I can imagine if they weird. put it on switch, it would just, the switch would blow up. So yeah. it's also super weird that I'm pretty sure you can play literally all three of the original crisis games on from the 360 versions on game pass. Same oh really? Ma- same with Mass Effect. <laughs> oh nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm good off that though. I'm, I'm just I'm just gonna do the remastered. I don't need to play yeah. old ass <laughs> versions. Uh, but no, I'm pumped. I, this sounds cool. Um, I can't see myself getting it until after I get the other remastered trilogies they've come out with recently. Like it's like Mass Effect trilogy. It's like I want to get that, but I it's like I want to get this, but I still have to get the Mass Effect trilogy first. I want to get the Mass Effect trilogy first but I still want to get the Mafia trilogy before I do that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because uh, I honestly really did. I was, I, I'm kind of curious to see, because I heard they fixed a lot of Mafia 3. So I want to see, everyone said the story for that game was phenomenal. So I really want to see what it was about. But also, I really want to play, I never got to play the first one. And mm-hmm. I want really, really want to see how that is. And then I remember you got me the second one, and that's the only one I really played, and I enjoyed it a lot. So mm. I figured I'd, you know, check those out but those are all the way i see it those trilogies are all post backlog games for me like which is a long (laughs) ways away but it's like you know something i'll get eventually down the line where i can just enjoy but yeah crisis remastered it's coming in the fall no exact release date just sometime probably between september to november is my guess if it's the fall so yeah there's that and then uh, the next piece of news here was something I wasn't really ever expecting to hear about, which is uh, Dark Horse. So, James, do you know Dark Horse? Yeah, the comics. Uh, yep. They do. Aren't they the ones that do Hellboy or am I confused? Yes. Uh, Dark Horse comics are the ones that publish Hellboy. They used to do Star Wars before uh, mm. Marvel got the license, uh, but they do Halo now, which it, no, don't don't read Dark Horse Halo. Read Marvel oh, Halo. No, really. I'm oh. sorry. Yeah, it's not good. I'm really uh, on a Halo kick now for some reason. Basically, just any any Halo comics that were in the era of Bungie are the good ones. Uh, I'm be, I'm gonna be completely honest. Like it just looked like something happened where something bad happened, and I don't know what what, what it was that just like yeah, it's <laughs> it just isn't Halo good. turned from a passion product uh, project to a. Uh, consumer product that's what happened (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly uh they they didn't have mobius come back to do more of the art it was like what have you done (laughs) 
if you if you don't know who mobius is and who that art just look up google image search like mobius art and you'll be fucking astounded by what you see and the fact that he did that comic but uh what was i talking about all right dark horse yeah (laughs) uh but yeah dark horse they do a bunch of other stuff uh i think they used to do like uh conan too before also marvel got that i think Mm. but uh you know they other properties are like i think umbrella academy and sin city i want to say or dark horse uh, but, you know, Hellboy's got a fat amount of different things that happen mm. there. So, oh, and I think they do the Witcher comics right now, too. Uh, I think they might have Witcher. But uh, with that said, they're entering games, which I was not expecting. So this is from uh, an article by Dean Takahashi from uh, VentureBeat. And uh, what they talk about is that they are thinking of uh what was what do they say yeah so they're having discuss so this is just from the article itself uh we are very oh my god sorry that i went onto the article james and then all of a sudden i kept loading all these fucking videos so it keeps moving everything <laughs> around and i hate it when this shit happens uh, where did it go sorry uh okay so what they talk about is we are very focused on finding the right game development partner for top ips so they're going to work with i think they're making a games division but it's the same as lucasfilm games where lucasfilm games doesn't actually make games they are kind of like the middleman between lucasfilm uh and their ip like star wars and indiana jones and then with the publishers slash developers of those so like machine games with indiana Mm -hmm. jones uh respawn with jedi fallen order uh, EA with their other stuff and Bethesda with their coming Star Wars, uh, not Bethesda, Ubisoft uh, with their coming Star Wars titles. So like they're the middleman. I think this Dark Horse group uh, is as well going to do that. And they're working on looking at all the di- AAA developers and seeing which ones might fit with the properties they have to create those comic books into games now. And it'll be pretty much, I would say, similar kind of the how they're doing it with Marvel where marvel is just kind of going around and just throwing stuff left and right where it's like you know you're getting an open world spider-man game uh that's like you know like action adventure kind of uh combat with uh insomniac and then you have a completely different type of game with avengers at square enix where it's like a service style game and then you have that uh marvel i forget what the marvel game is called on switch uh, but it's like you have oh, all the different characters. Uh, Ultimate Alliance, which it's been going yeah. on, that series has been around for a while, but it, yeah. yeah. But you still have to say like they're all they're not like the same type of template of game. They're all yeah. completely it's different. Like I'm, the I'm thinking opposite of their movie uh, business, where for their movies they eventually were like, listen, licensing out our movie, uh, our uh, like our properties isn't working for the movies because we keep getting these shit movies. Let's just make our own Marvel Studios and make our own movies. And that's why now, nowadays, in front of every one of those movies, you see Marvel Studios logo as opposed yeah. to like Universal or whatever for the Hulk. Um, but for whatever reason, for the games, they're just like, you know what? We don't know anything about games. So we'll just contract our shit out to other people that do know games. Yeah. So I, I don't think we're going to see anything from this for a while. It'll just be, you know, they're going to start working with people and down the line, maybe in a year or two, we'll see like a, a little like teaser of like, Hey, we're working on a Hellboy game. Cause I, the way I see it, 
if there's any property from Dark Horse, it'll get a game first. It's probably going to be Hellboy. Yeah, that's, that's the literally... biggest thing they got. Yeah, that's literally like the the only thing that really comes to mind. I looked up their game catalog, or not game catalog, their uh, catalog of comics that they've done, and like the only other one that really popped out to me that I've heard of was Three Hundred and Sin City. I mean, I could see like an open world Sin City game where you're like actually a detective, like solving crimes and shit. Like that, and it could be, be pretty episodic too if they wanted yeah. to. They could. I mean, that honestly would fit Telltale style. I feel also like. that that would be great. Uh, but also don't don't do that at the same time i feel like at the same i just we saw what happened with telltale <laughs> well you didn't like uh uh wolf among us which was pretty good i never played it i don't know eh. uh, i remember playing game of thrones and we all you know that was cool and i'm like oh you know i'll look forward to the second one remember It'll never happen. announced a sequel to wolf among us and then they just like <laughs> canceled the studio <laughs> I think they're making it now. Are I they think they're making it Among Us too. Yeah, because they restarted Telltale. I forget who owns it though. Um, yeah. Someone bought Telltale and started redoing it, and then also there's like a... I honestly don't remember. Yeah, I just Telltale's alive. I'm, th- this right. is article is not about Telltale. Yeah. Uh, moving on though, last piece of news is with Sony and multiple things actually. Uh, before we started, I guess you could say there was a delay. Normally, we don't talk about delays here, but it's related to the upcoming news anyway. We uh, totally got saw it coming, though. It's like also just did. It, yeah, basically. So they just went surprise. Where we have to surprise everybody. God of War Ragnarok is coming in 2022, and everyone went. We know because even <laughs> no. though you said it was in 2021, we had zero faith that it was going to happen in 2021 i mean like ever since the first teaser where it was literally just like the logo and the date i was like that seems really soon i mean i'll be pleasantly surprised if they do get it done by the end of 2021 but like i had i I don't know if I want to phrase it this way, but I had basically like no faith that they were actually going to be, be able to. It's just, that. yeah, that's just what it is. Especially and it's like, with the pandemic and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, we're not, when I say that there's no faith that this release date would actually happen, I'm not trying to knock, we're not trying to knock yeah, no, Sony Santa like, Monica, one of the best gaming studios out yeah, there. Yeah, no, I mean like God of War 2018 is probably up there in like my top five games of all time at this point. Yeah. It's like from start to finish it's just amazing and the, and that's not the only game that they made that make me that made me go like holy shit this is amazing throughout yeah and so and it, it makes sense like it's one of those things i've said before it, i'm not angry that they're delayed i'm not annoyed that they're delayed i'm not disappointed that they're delayed i'm completely fine that they're delaying it i expected yeah. it it's just the only thing that was funny and it's not even like angry at them for saying it it was just funny that they said it was 2021 it, it, yeah. and it's like you you knew everyone knew that the odds of that actually happening were it was like everyone knew more than the people making it that this wasn't going to happen i feel like or the people that were making it knew also but uh put it in 2021 anyway and yeah like, yeah <laughs> i feel like they were just like really optimistic that like we might be able to do that if it yeah. goes perfectly right <laughs> in the middle of quarantine they yeah. said that yeah um, but uh, it's also like yeah quarantine everything else it's fine it's fine that's delayed. i yeah. take all like I've, i said it before with any delay of a game take all the time you need no rush my backlog's yeah. not going anywhere either it's gonna be right here for me so i'm not i'm not starving 
waiting Same for this season. for me. Like, I, of course, I would play this game tomorrow if it was available, but, like, I will wait for it to be done, and I will enjoy it when it happens. Yes. And that thing, is the most though. positive part of God of War that we're going to talk about. Now yeah. for the other part, because this one actually annoyed me a bit. And so there, there was a... The, the PlayStation podcast, which used to be called PlayStation Blogcast, and I stopped listening just because I had to cut down on podcasts, and I was like, what the hell is the PlayStation, PlayStation podcast? And I'm like, oh, they renamed it, okay. Uh, they had their 400th episode, which is awesome. Congrats to them. They had Herman Holst on, you know, who's now, like, basically the head of all the PlayStation first-party studio, basically head of PlayStation. Mm-hmm. He uh, went on there and started talking about a bunch of different things, but the key things people got from it were uh, regarding the game God of War, Ragnarok, or God of War 2, uh, Sony Bend, and just their IP in general of what's going on. And the first thing, of course, we want to talk about is the one we related to the game we just talked about being delayed, which was God of War, and that they said it's also coming on PlayStation 4, which, you know, if you're a PlayStation 4 owner, congrats. You get to still play this game without having yeah. to spend money on another console. If you're a PlayStation 5 owner, you're either like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. Or, I'm sorry to say, but I'm like, are you kidding? I, I was like, when I heard this, I was like, is this is this like a joke? Or is there... Yeah. So there, are there no PlayStation 5 games? And that's the thing. It's like, it's, it's not that I don't think that this game is not going to look phenomenal on... Uh ps5 and it's not going to still be an amazing game when it does eventually come out but like i don't know that it feels like a little bit of a bait and switch how they did you know because this isn't the first game that this has happened because like literally um horizon zero dawn no sorry horizon forbidden west was also at, at one of the like few games that they showed off at the playstation 5 um showcase whatever you want to call it like the the show where they finally showed off like a bunch of games yeah, coming to it big, and yeah. like i and i think that was when they showed off the it what was. the console would actually look like and we were like oh my god horizon uh, forbidden west looks amazing holy crap there's a god of war game coming to ps5 in like less in like a year awesome uh but and we were led to believe that these things would be exclusive to ps5 so that's why we, many of us just like rushed out and tried as quickly as we could to find a ps5 so that we would miss out on these things and you know we we knew that spider-man miles morales would be multi-console like at least so yeah it's on launch it makes sense it's like okay yeah it's a launch title that that makes sense okay uh but it is it does feel a little bit weird though that if for like the whole first year or so of PlayStation 5's life, it feels like there are no specifically PS5 games. Well, I shouldn't say none because I mean Returnal is exclusive. We have to three. PS5. Yeah, we have Demon uh, Souls. We Demon have Souls. Ratchet and Clank, and we have Returnal. Yeah, but it's just <clears throat> it is disappointing that s- uh, several of these like super high profile what we thought were PS5 exclusives were not really. Yeah, and, and we know now they're not yeah. true PS5 games either. Especially, well, and that too. So here's the there's here's it, the it, difference. That's the thing. Like we, I have no way to say that they could make like do something crazier with it. But like it does make you wonder. Like 
when we finally get it, we'll be like, oh, wow, this is amazing. But I do wonder what could they have accomplished if they didn't have to make it work on another console? It's the way. So the difference here is, too, between Horizon and God of War is they flat out said that Horizon was developed for PlayStation 4 and adapted for PlayStation oh, 5. Did they say that from the beginning? Yeah. So it was initially a PS4 uh, okay. game. So that was the big I difference there, where it was like, okay, Horizon's getting a pass, but it's also getting a pass because the way they're talking about God of War, we're assuming it's a PS5 exclusive. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you know, that's fine. They can play Horizon. Like, PS4 people can play Horizon and stuff, but, uh, you know, at least we get to... It, it, knowing that it was developed for PlayStation 4 tells us the limitations already that it's going to have compared to like, okay... When I talk about Demon's Souls, or talk about Returnal, or talk about Ratchet & Clank, these are games now that are potentially outreaching and more innovative than Ratchet, than Horizon, than God of War, yeah. because they're developed solely for this console that is next-gen, which means it could utilize all of its strength without being hindered by an eight-year-old console that has a lot more like weight to it. Especially with the fact that it's like, yeah, you can make it cool for PlayStation 4 Pro, but you still, still have launch ps4s that are 500 gigs that aren't like the slim ones or anything like that those still are out there those still exist and it's still being developed for that level and it's like all right fine that's fine horizon we get god of war and you know you assume it uh it's gonna be like that but then and you know the whole thing is everyone's getting the pre-orders and people want to get this console because they think oh i'm gonna get god of war on here i'm gonna get these ps5 exclusives i mean also like for me myself i was gonna get it either way personally for but, sure like it's not like i'm complaining about having a ps5 yeah but it's the case that you went from it's also annoying because if they were gonna if this was gonna be a ps4 game they should have said it already even if it was just a small little hint and a reveal they were still developing it for ps4 the whole time they chose not to tell people because they were like, you know, get those pruders up. And it's like, you can say whatever you want. They could have, they didn't have to, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. It was in a, it's still at a point where people are killing themselves trying to get PS5s, whether it's on the freaking scalper market or killing themselves for alerts on whatever store gets it. They're still always sold out. Yeah, but it doesn't. Like, I agree that this is for my Xbox, but it's still like six months after their launch. It took me like a month straight of just searching for an xbox to find one at gamestop in a bundle i had to buy a couple games i didn't want <laughs> was it a playstation you said xbox no for my xbox my playstation oh, okay. also that also took me like a straight month of just like and it wasn't just me daniel was also helping me look for it too so that's like multiple people having to check on an hourly basis like and get a, bajill- a bajillion uh notifications on twitter yeah and it's like i feel like I mean, I, I know, I don't feel like I know if they said God of War was also on PS4 in the beginning, I doubt that would affect what's going on still. For sure. It would still have the same exact thing. So they didn't need to do that. And then to have the, then to come out after, after this is all happening and be like, oh, it's also coming out on PS4. Now telling people halfway through the year that, you know, you're waiting for this game that's only going to be on PS5. And it's like, I'm not saying it's like we want the exclusives so others can't. It's because... You want a game that's really utilizing the hardware you're about to yeah. play on. And I am I know for a fact that Horizon and God of War will utilize stuff that the PS4 can. We'll see some cool differences there, but it's not enough. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, dude. You really couldn't, like, just make this for PS5? Because it's like, it, it's going to be that thing now where next year, 
I almost could have said God of War. Now it's 2022. I'm like, would that be my most anticipated? And I'd be like, nah. And I'd be like, why? I'd be like, well, one, Hogwarts is coming out that year. <laughs> but also, potentially, if it's a PS5, Xbox Series, exclu- if it's a next-gen exclusive, then already it's more intriguing because it's not some older, it's not running on older hardware. It's yeah. not limited. So now I know, oh, I want the I want the game that can do more than the game that can't. And at the end of the day, like I said, I'm still really hyped for God of War. I can't wait for the game. And I know it's probably going to be amazing because of what they did with the first one. And it's Sony Santa Monica. They're really fucking good. Mm-hmm. But it's still just annoying that we have to deal with this now. And it, at the end of the day, as much as I'm going to love it, as much as I, I, that I might love it, as much as that I'm going to play the probably the shit out of it, platinum it, do all that stuff. At the end of it, I'll probably still have the same thing in my mind. Oh, I could have been better. Yeah, or just like how could it? How could they have done something? Like, I mean, definitely one thing that comes to mind is like in God of War one, and I don't know this for certain, but in in God of War uh, twenty eighteen, the way you quick travel is walking through the like Yggdrasil doors or whatever. Yeah, and you could tell that they were trying to hide a loading screen by having you just wander around that circle until a, the the other door popped up, and you know they filled it in with you talking to Atreus and in Mimir talking to you about stories and stuff like that. But you could tell it was covering up loading times. Yeah. And that's probably maybe going to be still a thing for the next game. If they do quick travel in the same way, I have no idea what the story is going to be or if it's going to do stuff like that. But for the PS five, like what are you going to do? Walk into that Yggdrasil pathway and then a door pops up a second later Whereas, like, if they had built it straight for PS5, could you have just, like, skipped building that room entirely and just gone straight to the other place you were trying to get to? I don't know. And we'll never know. And, yeah, it's just it's it's just going to have to be that way, unfortunately. And it's sad because it's like, what are the next-gen exclusives you're looking forward to? And it's like, you know, God of War is a PS5 game technically, but it's not a... It's not a playstation 5 game yeah at the same time now it's I... like it's lost that it's lost that like caliber of like that category where it's just funny yeah. to see ratchet and clank come out before this and know that ratchet and clank is doing shit that god of war can't and that's the thing is like i i know i am still excited for horizon zero or no horizon forbidden west and god of war whatever it's called eventually but Uh, You know, the three major games that we thought were coming out this year were Ratchet and Clank, uh, or at least for PlayStation 5, Ratchet and Clank, Horizon, God of War. And if you asked me a few months ago what I would be most excited for, I probably would have said God of War because, you know, full on PS5 exclusive. I love 2018 games so much. You know, I want to know where the story goes. And now, strangely... I'm most excited for Ratchet and Clank because that's looks from top to bottom to be a straight PS5 game. Yeah, because and you it can is. tell like everything is doing. That's the thing. You go, well, could God of War have used it? And it's like you're watching Ratchet and Clank, and you go, yeah, no, they could have fucking used it. Well, that's the thing. Is like that's where I'm getting the whole. <laughs> you know, could you have tra- teleported, uh, done like instant quick travel for God of War uh, two or whatever? Uh, and yeah, look at Ratchet and Clank. That's literally one of the major mechanics of the game is like, yeah, the hard drive or the uh, SSD loads so fast that we could just like teleport you from planet to planet in like two seconds. So we thought, why not make that a thing? Because that'd be cool. 
yeah so isn't that fun uh yeah. but yeah so that's god of war like i said still like <laughs> it's still probably gonna be the second biggest game i'm looking forward to 2022 yeah. it hasn't changed it's just i'm still disappointed at the end of the yeah. day and that's what's gonna happen just don't be one of those people that's like sending death threats to sony santa monica right yeah don't do that shit because like it's just it's a video game it's still gonna yeah. be good it's still gonna come out eventually yeah notice when we talk about this we're not even naming name there's no names to name it's just like it's just it's business and it's like you know i get yeah. sony wants to sell as many copies as possible i get it but it's, you know it still sucks the consumer that wanted to play it with like a bunch of power utilization and shit but it's just yeah what happens uh, moving on though, so you know I I I, I talked about uh, I think I talked about it recently, and I'll talk about it soon enough. The game itself, uh, soon enough, uh, days gone. Platinum did get got everything done, and I beat it, and I'm like, oh cool, days gone too. I'm actually looking forward to that. And there was a rumor before that days gone too, uh, pitch was rejected by Sony. Yeah. And Sony has now come out and during this Herman Holst interview said Sony Ben's working on a new IP and they're really passionate about it. And right then and there you go, oh, rest so in I peace, guess Days Gone. Yeah, so I guess they're not on Days Gone anymore. Now we'll never know what happened. Because <sighs> they, It's so disappointing because they left it on such an interesting cliffhanger. Yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure the next IP will be interesting. If it's a new IP like... You know, who knows what they're making. It's, you know, it's a PS5 game. They've now, they did their PS4 game. Now they're doing a PS5 game. And I'm sure it'll be interesting. But they said, like, they took a lot of what they, like, a lot of the shit they learned in Days Gone or, like, the the fundamentals of it. And they're putting it into this new IP. So whatever it is, I don't think we'll see it this summer. Maybe we might. But I don't, I don't think we will. We'll see. Uh, But it would be interesting to, to see what the theme of the game is at the very least i would say just to know exactly what's going on it's like you know when sucker punch teased ghost of tsushima you're like oh fuck samurai (laughs) like that kind of thing that kind of tease yo we heard all you liked about our game was hunting hordes so we created a game it's called called horde hunter 3000 oh no (laughs) it's just hunting hordes jesus christ yeah but oh you know (laughs) maybe i i would like to hope that maybe they do great with this no ip but then they're they repitch Days Gone Two after learning from that, and they like it. It gives them enough goodwill that they can get a Days Gone Two out there after. That would be yeah. what I would very much like them to do. But who knows? And because we've seen others, we all know what happened to Res- with uh, Resistance. So who knows what will happen with this at the same time? But the other and last little thing here was twenty five. PlayStation 5 games are in development, I believe they said. Hmm. Or uh, 25, uh, what was it, 25 games? I think it was 25 games. It was, uh, I want to say it was that number. Um, But, you know, that's a lot of games, James. And they said nearly half are new IP. So that's a... Cool. Yeah, oh, sorry, okay, so here it is. Uh, we will have more, a lot going on right now. PlayStation Studios have more than 25 titles in development. Almost half of these are new IP. The other half, they're titles that are set in franchises that PlayStation fans already know and love. Cool. All right. I mean, I'll take I would. I would almost... Games. Like, I almost want to... Uh, <laughs> yeah, so what I... I almost want to do a guessing game of what Bugs they are. Shut up. Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> I think um, what I want to do, dude, is after this year's Sony show for the summer, if it's in June or July, after their show, after everything they show, uh, count how many things that they yeah, announced? how many things are announced yeah. so far, and see what's left, and have that little fun guessing game of what's going on there. You down for that? Sounds, yeah, that sounds good. All right, cool. So we'll do we'll do that. But I'm excited. Like 25 fucking games, dude. And it's like that's a lot. Yeah, that's that's a lot. So I mean, and you know, probably like eighteen of them are from Insomniac. Because <laughs> they have so many things. Insomniac's so massive now; they could do so many games. It's crazy. Like they could probably do two games. They could probably do three games at a time right now. I feel like. I mean, I they're... could see them doing uh, Sunset Overdrive two and um, Resistance. Resistance Ooh, and yeah, Spider Man through and Spider Man two at the yeah, same plus, time, like, and they're just like, yeah. here you go, juggling them all. Because yeah, we had Spider Man two is definitely a thing that's happening for sure. They've already teased it, but like, oh yeah, yeah. I just I want Resistance back so bad. Yeah. Also, the fact that uh, when you look at Miles Morales came out in November and Ratchet and Clank's came out in June, that's like a six month difference, and those are mm-hmm. both Insomniac games, and like it's PS five game. It's crazy. So, you know, like they're already, they can really multitask. Not to mention before when they were doing that, they were like making multiple VR games too at the same time. So, oh, yeah. Hmm. Hence why I said, you know, if they reveal their PSVR 2, uh, you know, Insomniac will be making something with that probably as well. And who knows what that will be. Uh, I just hope if they bring back Resistance, it's not just a VR only game. I'll be like, no. <laughs> It's yeah. just, I would be like, fuck. I mean, it'd be cool if there was a VR mode, but yeah, I yeah, just, if they, I want if they did more. like a, it's back just as a VR exclusive. I just, I just want sick. another story in the resistance world because I, it's just such a cool like world that got set up in that game. I don't know. I'm like at a loss for words for now, uh, for the moment. I don't know why. Huh, weird. Yeah, I could tell. Yeah, just... <laughs> uh, but that is all the main news here. And uh, sorry if I was a little negative on PlayStation stuff. You know, obviously, I always prefer playing on PlayStation and stuff, and that's probably why I'm just like, ah, but at the same time, you know, obviously. When I... you love something, you want them to do better. Yeah, and, you know, still gonna obviously buy all this shit and potentially be like, hire me. <laughs> so yeah. even though they'll hear this and be like, never mind, we don't want to. I'm like, oh no. But uh, yeah, so. That's all the news, and we talked about this already, but uh, E3. So, the plan is right now, uh, we are going... So, E3, looking at the schedule, because also uh, we talked about Summer Game Fest coming back, uh, IGN Expo is, for some reason, coming back, Uh, they brought back the PC game show, they brought back the future game show, they brought back a lot of shows, guys. The Gorilla Collective is back, and which they actually made it a two-day thing, and one already happened, uh, earlier this weekend, and now they're having the other one happen, uh, this coming weekend. Uh, there's all this stuff stacked from Thursday, June 10th, all the way through Tuesday, June 15th. Because of that, we, you know, we were saying, like, oh, we're not gonna do the old formats we used to do for E3, because, you know, we're trying to compile it more so uh the amount of stuff shown here is the most i've ever seen in any e3 like ever and that's still minus sony and ea minus them it's still the biggest i've ever seen because they're making it like a crazy show where they're just using all the publishers and throwing them all in there like once we would never we would we would see them on the show floor but we wouldn't see them like having conferences and a lot of them are, or they're like in a rotational factor. Uh, because of that, 
we are currently doing a format where if it's six days, we're going to do an episode every two days. So we're going to have three episodes uh, for all this coverage. And I haven't decided how we're going to number them. If we just straight up go like, yo, it's 103, 104, 105 back to back and be like, oh, we've already knocked out more numbers. Or we'll do like uh, part one, part two, part three, or just call them specials. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what it. We'll see what we're gonna do. I'm not too sure yet, but just to give you guys a uh, kind of a taste of what's gonna happen here, this is a awesome list. I gotta say, I, I do gotta hand it to uh, the person that did this before uh, we cover the list. Uh, the shout out to uh, what is her name really fast. So uh, Sania is a uh, freelance guides and design person at IGN and also an illustrator. Uh, she is the one that made this awesome list, and uh, I just basically screened, I basically like copied the list, and I was like, okay, cool, this is great. But she made this awesome list, and this is from her list. So if you want to follow her, it's at uh, Saniyaga on Twitter. But uh, this is the list. So Thursday, June 10th, we have the Summer Games Fest at 11 a.m. Pacific time. I'm just going to name Pacific time streams. I won't do the other ones. Uh, actually, I won't even name the, name, the time, so you could find the list if you want. But, uh, yeah, Summer Game Fest, and we already know Summer Games Fest is Jeff Keighley. You know, he does all that stuff. Uh, if I remember correctly, he said Weezer is performing. What? Okay. Yeah, yeah, Weezer is performing, I'm pretty sure. And there's, like, other guests and stuff, of course. Like, he always has guests and whatnot. But... It only says, like, that day. So what I see it is they are probably doing reveals that day for certain things. And then also going throughout the week, doing interviews with all the people showing their stuff throughout the week. Uh, so that's what I assume Summer Game Fest will be. So the main mm. stuff will be on that Thursday. It's like a kickoff for everything. Right. But it's the only thing Thursday. Friday is Netflix Geeked Week which uh, sounds like it's the full week as well. Uh, but I think it's going to be like Netflix showing reveals of their stuff at the same time. I don't know if they're doing anything specifically gaming, but it's part of that list, which, you know, if it's part of that list, I assume it's there for a reason. Uh, trusting our judgment here, guys. Uh, but, you know, maybe there's Stranger Things stuff. Who knows? Also, Friday is IGN Expo, which we remember like uh, last year we had the IGN Summer of Gaming. And it was that one that was like really all over the place and make it, that was one of the biggest, uh, I would say, um, culprits in stretching out the yeah, summer. It just kept on going. And honestly, there wasn't much that we thought was super interesting. We just ended up mentioning a lot of things, I guess. Yeah. And it took because it takes a lot of not re when I say resources, I mean time. Like it took time to go through yeah. all of it to see and then at the end of it go i only need like four things from here yeah. and being annoyed that i'm like after all that fucking time going through this stuff uh that that was a killer uh saturday june 12th is the gorilla collective which is gonna be um so the the for all intents and purposes episode one of three will have summer games fest netflix geeked week and ign expo the second episode uh, we'll have Saturday and Sunday, Saturday, which will have the Gorilla Collective, which is the second half of it. And we're going to include the first half from this week in that, too. Uh, for that, we're just going to uh, it's, you know, it's a lot of indie games. We're not going to talk about all of them. Uh, we're just going to go through and the ones we really like that we would consider potentially playing uh, are the ones we'll probably talk about from the collective. Uh, we also have Wholesome Direct, 
Ubisoft Forward, Gearbox, and Devolver Digital for Saturday. So it's a pretty packed one. You know, Devolver Digital is always probably the one you want to look forward to the most because they just have a fun time with it. Yeah, like they may not announce the most games or the most like high profile games, but it's just a fun show to watch usually. Yeah, but Carrion, I mean, like, dude, they fucking announced Carrion. That was yeah, fucking dude, crazy. Carrion is still one of my favorite games from last year. It's so it's so great. Uh, they, you know, Ubisoft Forward, we're going to see a lot of stuff there. We're probably going to see the Avatar game they've been working on uh, from Massive. We'll see <laughs> yeah. the Division Heartland, I'm sure. Hopefully, they'll announce crossplay finally for Division 2. And I'm sure we'll see, like... Uh, Maybe some more Prince of Persia remastered stuff. Maybe they'll talk about Skull and Bones. We'll see. Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe they'll... I don't know if they'll reveal another Assassin's Creed. Uh, hopefully there's another year in between. I really don't want another one when I haven't even played Valhalla yeah, yet. Like, I'm, so, I'm finally Valhalla. caught up to the point where I just have Valhalla, but also I want to play the remastered for three. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, Sunday is Xbox and Bethesda's joint conference, so that will be probably two hours at least, I'd assume, because that's going to be a lot of stuff. Uh, expect, of course, Halo Infinite, but uh, we're going to see Senua's, sacrifice, Senua's Saga, I'm assuming, the second Hellblade game. We'll probably see more. All the stuff they teased last year, uh, I, I'm thinking we'll see gameplay of. So, like, Avowed from Obsidian, which is I'm really excited for. And then all the like Bethesda that. stuff. Uh, I'm sure even though Machine Games is working on that Indiana Jones game, I think we'll instead get Wolfenstein 3 first. And I think we'll get it this year. And we'll probably see stuff from Starfield. So there's a lot to look forward to. And also with Starfield, it's gonna that's going to be the, the big one of like, so did you guys actually improve with the engine? Or are you guys straight up just doing the you'll buy it anyway tactic? Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, for that one. Uh, Square Enix is doing theirs as well. They have a show. Uh, there's the PC gaming show, the Future Games show, and Warner Brothers Games, which with Warner Brothers Games, you can assume that we will see, of course, uh, both Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League, uh, as well as, um, I think, Hogwarts Legacy. Possibly, for sure. Because that's a WB property. So I think we'll see that there because that's been developed by Avalanche, I believe. So we'll see all those, which is exciting. Actually, that's going to be a really good one to look forward to. And then uh, the third episode will be for uh, Monday and Tuesday. Monday, we'll have stuff with Take-Two, Capcom, Mythical Games, Freedom Games, and Razer. And then Tuesday, uh, we'll have Nintendo Direct uh, slash the, you know, the Nintendo Treehouse. Uh, Bandai Namco, Eureka Games, and GameSpot. So we got all those different things going on, and we'll try to. We'll probably do two. Uh, like I said, every two days we'll do an episode, and I'll probably put it out as quickly as possible. We'll see how it goes. Um, I'll probably kick it into high gear for that one. Uh, it, it, that might be like probably the least edited, where I'm just gonna basically <laughs> throw them out there, and they'll be pretty raw. But we'll see what happens. But yeah. That is everything for E3. So it's a big week. And remember when I said like, this is it. I, I still prefer this because all that stuff we mentioned, Gorilla Collective, IGN Expo, Summer Game Fest, PC Gaming Show, Future Games Show, all of those were scattered throughout the summer last year. And it kind of had us going all over the place. And that's what delayed our backlogs of talking about what we've been watching and playing. And it really just took over our summer. 
Now, because this is all in one week, it's going to be a lot, but it's so it makes it so now the rest of the summer is going to be a lot easier because all we got is what EA Play Live and whatever Sony's cooking up. Like that makes it all that, that that's a lot more uh, that's a lot more. Yeah, I guess digestive or appetizing, whatever you want to call it. I don't really know what the term would be. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, we'll see how this goes. Uh, we'll pretty much be recording like at night for all these. I'm pretty yeah. sure if anything. Uh, but yeah, James, uh, I know you'll have a fun time trying to, you, you, we'll get through this story. <laughs> yeah. I, like it occurred to me, like literally right before we started recording this, that like, this is going to be the first E3 that I'm not in school or on vacation. I just uh, wouldn't be. Yeah. Usually every year E3 is right when I'm getting off of school. So this is going to be the first time that I probably have ever not had time to watch it live i'm gonna have to watch all this stuff after work or something oh really interesting okay dang uh but with that said james we are done with all the news we're done with getting ready for e3 i think we got a good 30 minutes or so we could talk about uh what we've been watching and playing get it done right now because we're not going to have that chance next week at all unfortunately so this is our attempt to catch up while we can Oh, so prepare for that. Uh, how much stuff do you got? Because, you know, I, of course, have my fat list. Uh, you probably are still way more than me. Like, I, one of the reasons why I even put, what the fuck, I forgot to cross stuff off on my list again because I still have Cobra Kai on there. Ugh, I hate when I do that. Anyway, um, one of the reasons why I played Halo Wars was just to like add something to my list to actually have my oh, nice. final impressions of. I did start watching Glow season three though. Uh, I'm right. on I think like episode six. Excellent. So I'm getting through that. I uh, also would like to finish Persona Five before. Oh God! I, I don't all right, let's actually talk about what we've been watching and playing though. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, how many should I do then? Um, should I just do one and switch off to you, or should I do more? Why don't you do like two and I'll do one. Okay. And, we'll, and then we'll see if we have more time after that. All right. So I'll knock out one game really fast. Uh, or not even a game, but DLC of the game. So uh, way after, you know, I, I platinumed along like way back when it like the year it came out or the year after it came out. Spider-Man. Uh, I never played any of the DLC. So the Black Hat uh, DLC. So you the, finally played uh, the City the, That Never Sleeps DLC yep, or whatever it's I called? played all the City That Never Sleeps and I liked it a lot. Uh, it was really cool. Uh, it definitely felt like a big old like um, pre- preparation setup for the next game uh, in yeah. terms of like where are they now? Because it's like, you know, uh, this stuff explains a lot of like when you're actually going to play the next game certain characters are going to be in different spots now because of it. Like the whole thing with, um, what's her face? Uh, Yuri, the police captain. Oh, she yeah. gets arrested because she tries to kill uh, hammerhead. If I remember correctly, uh, or is it tombstone? Was it tombstone or hammerhead? I think it was hammerhead. The robot hammerhead. guy. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, you see what happens with her and you're going to assume now she'll be in the second game, but she won't be like your commissioner Gordon. She's not going to be your cop liaison anymore. Like, what's going to happen with her? Is she going to be, a, like, a potential antagonist? Is she going to be a private eye? What is going to occur with that character? 
Uh, but also, like, going through it all, I really like the gameplay. You know, they introduce new enemies and whatnot. You have, uh, like, the whole thing is, it's the all three, uh, all three DLCs are pretty much, like, the overarching villain is Hammerhead through it all. And you're kind of seeing him grow through it. And it was pretty cool having that happen. And as you go through, you get all these other characters. Like, the first DLC, you're dealing with Black Cat. And I was like, oh, shit, this is dope. And I'm like, yo, so why are we why are you going out with Mary Jane again? Because <laughs> you see like that they do they do a great job of like the whole thing with Black Cat is she's supposed to be very like the way she talks. If you like listen to her voice in this game, you listen to her voice in the animated series like the 90s one. It's very just like so eloquent and slightly seductive that you're just like, ah, shit. And uh you know, she's, of course, like Catwoman uh, compared to, like, you know, Spider-Man's, like, dealing with her. He's dealing with Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane. But then you're like, Gwen Stacy's dead. And Mary Jane's usually, you know, they always make it so, like, oh, it's it's always going to be Mary Jane. She's, like, Lois Lane or whatever. Um, but they really did a great job. I liked her suit. Uh, it felt very futuristic compared to, like, the comic and cartoons that I'm used to seeing her in. So it's, like, much more of a, like, stealth type suit than anything but it was really cool and you could tell like oh she might have died but you know she's not dead and then uh because doesn't she save you too at the end of the third dlc if i remember correctly black hat yeah no she does yeah yeah. i think it's been a while i don't remember much of what the dlc was i remember enjoying it and i remember liking how black cat like kind of screws peter a bunch yeah but like i don't remember most of the like main story bits to it i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure she comes back and saves your ass for a split second and then goes all right bye uh and that's in the third one but you're dealing with her in that one uh and you're dealing with uh yuri and like the murder mystery stuff in the second one which is cool you also actually i remember correctly in the first one you deal with uh felicity because i think it's felicity jones is her name uh and her dad is also like the original black cat thief and Mm. it turns out like you're working with an old he's like oh i'm an old cop and i used to hunt for i used to hunt this guy and you're like going through and it turns out he's the original thief and her father the whole time and he's just like yo take care of my little girl uh i'm not staying here see ya and you're just like what okay cool all right but uh that was a cool i I really like the story in the first one the first part was probably my favorite one just because of all the the heist stuff uh, the second one, though, I like I said, it was still cool. Uh, it was like all the murder mystery, whatnot. And then the third one is just Silver Sable coming back because they're like, oh, they took your tech and <laughs> are using it for organized crime now and some bullshit. And she's like, I want to kill everything you fucked up, even though I left you to do this shit. You couldn't like do this one thing right, which is pretty funny also. But, uh, you know, all enjoyable. Uh, not much else to say like it's the same type of gameplay same everything else but i was glad to have done it it was like more of what i enjoyed if anything uh i did though ignore certain things because i really like i already had the platinum i wanted to 100 these but i also didn't at the same time so all the speedball stuff remember the the, the woman that's yeah. like oh for my followers i was like Okay, I don't want to do it that bad. Like, I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to do that stuff. Because that was where I was getting annoyed. I really don't want to... I've never been a person to enjoy time trials and challenges in that type Mm. of sense. I just want to go through, maybe find cool stuff that 
expands the world and then like find more story stuff uh so when that kind of like i'll do it if it's like doable for the platinum like i did for spider-man and for Miles morales uh but for that one uh, for the dlc by itself i was like it's not worth it for me mm. but yeah definitely enjoyed it uh one of the better dlcs for a game i would say easily um uh, the other thing i guess i'll switch to a movie uh i watched gleason so i've been going through some older uh, films that were, I guess, like up for award season because I have these uh, versions that I need to get rid of. So I'm going through them as I get rid of them. And Gleason was the first one up for me. And that was a documentary on the old football player, Steve Gleason, who has uh, ALS. Oh. And it's like talking about his life and the life of his wife. Um, and it's, it's very... Uh, it's pretty fucking crazy how it all goes pretty much and i i thought it was i think it was michelle was his like wife's name but it's like everything they go through because it's like he's the one losing the ability to speak and you watch it over time so like you're actually seeing the whole transformation of a healthy man who's retired from football who is like you know a, a very athletic man who can do all this stuff say all this stuff do everything uh, from piece by piece, seeing him unable to run all the way or be able to be active to having trouble uh, running, to having trouble walking, to having to use a chair, to not being able to speak, to now having to use like the Stephen Hawking um, type of like voice modulator, where it's like the it's like he's using his eyes to make the words occur. Yeah. Uh, so it was like. It was pretty, you know, it was heavy watching all of that. And they documented it from the start. Like, it's all the actual stuff as it happens. And you're seeing through Wait, it. So this is, is this not a drama? This is, like, actually a documentary? This is a documentary. We're watching oh it all unfold. Oh, Yeah. So they're actually doing all of this uh, because they're also building, like, a, they're trying to start a fund. They're using their own money to start a... Uh, <clears throat> I guess like a foundation for mm. they, they were looking at all the different routes of like do you want to look for a cure do you want to like do you want to what do you want to put the money into and they're like we're not going to put it into a cure we're going to put it into making things more accessible for the people that do have it already and giving it to that like making it so they right. have better uh, they have better quality of life for what they're currently in at the moment so that's what they were pretty much uh putting all their efforts into but you're also watching it as it unfolds like things are getting harder for him he's getting like you could see the frustration you see her frustration because she has to deal with all of it as well but also have to deal with him whenever he is you know she's there that whole time so unfortunately too uh he also leans on her to the point where if he has frustration you know or like that kind of like you know backhanded comments and things like that you're seeing that unfold and stuff unfortunately and they're just trying to get through it all and it's just it's it was it's a it's hard to watch it was like fuck this is hard and you know the whole time too they're having a kid and yeah. they're raising their kid um so it's hard that he's like basically he's making early on he made all these video logs for his kid uh who is at first still in the womb to uh being born and i think really young but he's basically saying, like, oh, I hope these are all good for you. Like, you're you're seeing me while I can still speak, while I can still do the stuff before I'm this guy in a wheelchair that can't speak with his own voice to you when you're able to remember me. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just, if you want to see something that's just, like, 
more, I guess, about the process of the breakdown from getting ALS and what happens with it uh, from that kind of standpoint to understand what they people go through as it occurs for them and how their body starts, you know, breaking down. Uh you would definitely that this is I would recommend it for that. Otherwise, you know, this is going to be probably hard emotionally for people to watch. It's going to be hard uh, seeing just like also what happens to somebody physically and yeah. mentally as this happens. But I mean, um, ALS is definitely not something I'd ever want to get because it's easily or anyone to get really. Well, for sure, because yeah. it's just like like you said, you kind of just slowly lose the ability to control your own body. And that's something that personally and I, I'm sure for almost anyone that just sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, but yeah, that was Gleason and those that was uh, one movie and one game to get out of the way. So for me, I know I kind of mentioned it already earlier, but I'll give my more full impressions on it. So I played Halo Wars way back on the 360, but I never finished it. Like, mm-hmm. I guess I got pretty far because I remember getting to where the flood were and that was like at least halfway through the game or something like that. I don't know. So I have definitely at some point on this show mentioned that I'm not normally that into RTSs. Like, I just personally don't find it fun to micromanage all those different units. I could see how it could be really satisfying when you get, like, a good army going and you have, like, a, st- a strategy that you want to uh, see play out and then you send the orders and it actually happens. It, I could see how it could be really satisfying. It's just, for me, it's more stressful than anything because if stuff starts yeah. to go wrong, I'm just like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, what do I do? What do I do? Course correct. <laughs> and, it, and, like, it's just it all comes like tumbling down so uh pretty much the only reason why i'm playing halo wars is because it is a part of a series that i am kind of into like halo is it's never been what like my favorite series but it's definitely at least a good series with an interesting lore to it and stuff like that and I also I mean it was the it was the it was the series with lore before Destiny came along for sure yeah and uh, so I just find Halo Wars one kind of weird because it takes place like twenty years before the first Halo ring was discovered by humanity or whatever or at least like before the Halo event as they called it and it's interesting because you have you know a handful of other Spartans that weren't in any of the other games. Chief is not in the game at all. Uh, you know, the the main characters were cool. Like uh, Cutter, or Captain Cutter is cool. Uh, Lieutenant Forge is is cool. I like the idea of having hero units. Although yeah. they kind of they ditch that for the next game. And instead of having hero units, you have like hero abilities or whatever. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, my One of my few complaints is that like, they have a different arbiter in this game. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. There's a a different arbiter besides the Keith David arbiter. That's interesting. But, you know, throughout the game, he's kind of just this one note character. That's just like, ah, I'm angry. And I'm a, you know, absolute believer in the, um, what are they called? I guess the prophets. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the great journey, the great journey. Yeah. That's what it's called. In, so he's kind of just a one note villain who's just, you know, the muscle for the covenant. And 
he kind of just dies really unceremoniously towards oh, the Oh, with end. the... Was it the shotgun to the face? Or well, was literally, it the, uh, like... The, so, he gets sorted, right? Like, yeah, he and Forge are fighting, and there's, like, a moment where Forge tackles him around the waist and knocks him down, and I'm just like, I call bullshit on that, because there's no way a, like, even, like, a six-foot human could knock down, like, an eight-foot Sengali <laughs> wearing full battle armor and stuff. I just don't think that he would have enough mass to do that but whatever and after shooting him for like a bunch of times over and over and his armor just like blocking all of it he at some point just like stabs him in the neck with like a regular ass knife and and the arbiter just dies and they throw him off the like a ledge or whatever oh yeah that's okay and i was just like oh so he's just dead okay well, I mean, the whole th- the whole thing is too like because the whole thing of like the arbiter is a uh, a mantle, and it was yeah. always interesting to see like oh this was the one before uh, Thul Vandami if yeah. I remember correctly that was his name yeah no I thought uh, I thought that that was cool seeing a different arbiter I just thought it was weird that like the arbiter is such an important character generally I think like, because the arbiter we get in the other Halo games is the arbiter that's like free thinking trying to figure everything out whereas this one is the full indoctrinated yeah one note type and that's why it's like but it's also like no, i i think, I think the it, only other thing you have to remember too for this one is like it's it's an rts and it's not a shooter yeah. so it's a lot more broad and not like i guess more focused on so the that's individuals the, that's the thing like i i haven't finished halo wars 2 yet but one of the things that bothered me a little bit about the first game was that there were no real like boss fights or anything like you fight some scarabs but they're just like big units yeah uh but in halo wars 2 like there are definitely actual boss fights fights against specific guys and it's i honestly am finding the variety of missions in halo wars 2 a lot more interesting and Mm. especially the fact that they actually get me interested in fighting specific characters that you meet throughout the game is is very interesting and i just it i wish that they had figured out back when they made this the first game on 360 uh how to make a actual boss fight against the arbiter but whatever also and and like this is a minor complaint because and again this was a 360 game that i'm i'm playing the graded version the remastered version yeah yeah, that they remastered for xbox one so it it looks a little bit better but the fact that you can't zoom in on like to individual units or whatever like you can get kind of close but not super close it doesn't feel to me like you're observing a a actual two-scale battlefield from the sky it looks like for me it feels like i'm just watching a bunch of toys fighting so (laughs) I don't know. And like I said, that's just like a minor visual complaint. But other than that, and just me generally not being that interested in micromanaging units, the story is still pretty interesting. I mean, or at least the cutscenes after every mission are super well rendered and just a visual treat. But at the same time, by the end of the game, I was just like, you're making a lot of jumps and leaps in logic here that don't make sense like it's it's super weird to me that the the flood just kind of show up at some point and none of the unsc are just like what the fuck are these things oh my god what the hell there's something other than the covenant out there and uh like you come across this should be is to my knowledge 
the first discovery of Forerunner technology, and they found it on Harvest. And they're just like, oh, yeah, we found this other alien installation that led us to this other uh, planet. Let's I want to go check out the planet that I was pointing to. Yeah, sure. okay." And no one's like, whoa, wait wait, wait a minute. We found ancient buried technology on one of our colony worlds that we never saw before. But that seems like that would be a much more important discovery. So it's just little things like that are weird to me that it I'm I'm not the biggest um, authority on Halo lore. Yeah, it just feels like this game might be breaking canon just a little bit. And they're just trying not to like hoping that people don't know, like notice the details too much and uh and then and again i guess this is getting back into halo wars 2 a little bit they you show up at the arc at the Mm -hmm. uh, in the beginning of halo wars 2 and they're talking about like the master chief and how he saved the arc previously and by the end of halo wars 1 your your guys uh you kind of end up detonating this forerunner world that's kind of inside out uh and but you do so by sacrificing your warp space your slip space drive so there the spirit of fire is basically just left to drift for however long and they just kind of all go on ice and uh, or stasis for however long and apparently like 28 years later they get pulled out to the arc and they're just like huh that's weird i wonder what pulled us here because we didn't just drift here over 28 years that would be impossible um and oh god what was i getting to with that uh shit oh no i i hate when that happens when i like i started with a point and i i got rambling to explain well done uh oh oh well uh i guess oh right yeah so it's just there so these people have been drifting since 20 years before the halo uh incident yeah. And so I guess Halo Wars 2 takes place like eight years some odd after uh, the Halo 3 or Halo 1 at least. Um, and they're acting like, oh, yeah, we know the chief. Oh, we know everything that happened in the war. This is Forerunner technology. We're calling it Forerunner technology. And I'm just like, OK, who filled you in on all this stuff? <laughs> Yeah, we definitely. Uh, I haven't. I haven't played Halo Wars two yet, but I definitely want to get to it and check it out. I mean, yeah. it's like a. I have to. I'm probably gonna go through all of them, on PC except for Halo five since that's only on Xbox. Uh, but uh, I'm definitely gonna get to those as well, at a certain point. But I gotcha. For yeah. Sure. So, okay. I mean, if you're a fan of RTSs, you might like them, but. You know, even as a not not a fan of RTSs, I'm still enjoying them at least for the story. Mm-hmm. But definitely, it's not like the best Halo story. Okay, it, it's also just kind of confusing to me that Halo Infinite seems to be leaning so heavily on like this group of enemies that were introduced in Halo Wars Two. That the way they describe them is like they should be a massive threat. And it's just crazy that they introduced them in like a side game that probably not even half of the Halo community played. I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe the, there was a higher attach rate than, I, than that. But if I didn't play it. You underestimate the power of Halo players. <laughs> that's very true. There, there are people like Chris that are just. Well, even Chris didn't play Halo Wars 2, though. I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, I didn't even play Halo Wars 2. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I didn't play Halo 5 either, so there's that. Like, oh, I, I literally don't think I know anyone personally that actually played Halo Wars 2. I could be wrong, but <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Oren, who we had on last E3, uh, uh, for or for sure. the Xbox event, he 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 played. Well, they, he also is part of the Halo podcast. So. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. But that's cool. All right. I think I'll knock out two more movies then. Uh, first of which was Manchester by the Sea, uh, which was like directed by Kenneth Lonergan. And this is like that Casey Affleck movie where you play this guy named Lee. And it's like about this dude who lost his wife and kids to a fire. Cause he fu- or no, he didn't lose his wife, but he lost his kids to a fire that he he fucked up on his own he like the, the, the guy he was like hanging out with these dudes and basically his house burns down with his kids in it Damn. and him and his wife get divorced because they can't like handle it and stuff yeah and she blames him for a lot of it uh his brother ends up dying it's like basically he's in this very uh dead state where he fixes stuff for houses like inside he like does all anything that requires maintenance for like apartments and stuff. He's the guy that goes and handles that kind he's of stuff. He's a handyman. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's a handyman. Uh, his, he's in a very lifeless state. Like he has no interest in anything. He just is breathing and that's about it. Yeah. Existing, bro- not living. Yes. And his brother ends up dying and uh, he's like the next in line to take care of his nephew so his brother's son mm. so he goes back to the town where he's from because he was like doing this stuff in boston i think so he goes back to uh manchester and uh pretty much is taking care of him trying to figure stuff out and the kid's like handling it the best he can uh he's like a high schooler uh was pretty much soon to be going to college i think in a year or something and he's pretty much like hoping his uncle will stay because he used to have a really good relationship together before uh his daughters died and he's like oh well i guess he'll move in here and you know take over and he doesn't really he's still very lifeless but he's you know helping other people and doing stuff there it seems like he can acclimate into the town to the point where even he talks to like his ex-wife and they have like a very big heart to heart and stuff but the whole thing it ends with him telling uh these people that used to work with his brother to take in his son and adopt him or take in his nephew and adopt him and he's like i'll still i'm gonna have a room for you uh i'm gonna get a bigger place in boston that has an extra room and it'll be for you to come and visit uh but otherwise i'm not gonna take care of you and then it ends (laughs) okay yeah so he pretty much is like i I, I don't I can't do he's like at the very it's one of the it's a movie where it's a very melancholy ending where it's it's not even like bittersweet it's just like sad because it's like it's a dude who straight up can't come back to life he, he's just like I'm done with everything I can't do it uh I I just give up and I, I'm just alive but that's about it and he, he's like I can't go and raise another kid uh, everything that happened with my daughters is that, like, I died with them that day, pretty much, it would seem like. So, he, like, there was a point, too, where I think he's in a police station, and 
they're talking to him like he's in there and they're like he couldn't have like because i think some of the guys that were at the station were at his house earlier like it was basically all the guys at the house hanging out doing stuff and one of them let let left something lit or i think he left the fireplace on or something there was something with a fire and you know since some of the cops were there firefighters were there like some people were already there they're like you know no one could have seen that coming it was just an honest mistake you know we get it it's cool like and he couldn't stand the fact that he was getting away with it either i guess even though it was a mistake you know he was still like i couldn't get it so he goes grabs one of the cops guns and goes to try to off himself and they had to stop oh him my a God. Bit. yeah so they were like oh fuck because you know he couldn't live with the fact that his daughters were dead but uh yeah it's a it's a pretty it's a really well-directed movie like it's it's done well it's just very you know it's not there's no happy ending it's very sad and you're just like afterwards you're just like fuck <laughs> so damn uh yeah and it's just boston it's just everyone you know it's everyone talking from boston uh so a lot of those accents and whatnot but yeah uh the other movie i watched though afterwards was called loving and this one is like uh based on the actual true story of a interracial couple in the 60s and how like they were it was like a white guy and a black woman and they yeah. were trying to build a house get married all this stuff and they got married in secret but like you know cops found out they were living together and all this stuff they straight up raid their house and go you're going to jail <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck and you know this is actually a legit thing that happened so it's all about uh virginia outlawing interracial marriage and stuff and to the point where they're straight up like banned from their city or the town they're from like they're exiled uh by the sheriff and stuff where he's like you can't come back here if you want to do this you have to do it somewhere else uh to the point where they like live in the city and it's like a rundown city and they can't handle it but uh they i don't the, the thing with this movie was i wasn't sure if it was like they were trying to go with as spot on as it was because it felt very bland like it felt like nothing was happening through the entire movie besides like the in the beginning like the the traumatic stuff with the cops coming and the things that was happening with that otherwise it was just kind of them doing stuff and not much talking and i guess more so i think the reason also why i give that an excuse is because it feels like they're you're just watching as it happens it's supposed to be about these two people that you're like oh they're just normal people and they're normal people living their normal lives, but people keep trying to stop them because of their skin, and that's it. Otherwise, everything right. about them is completely normal. Uh, and they even have, weirdly in it, is uh, Michael Shannon, because he's like a photographer from one of the, I think, like Time Magazine or something. So he's like in their house uh, observing them. And he notices stuff, and the pictures he takes is all the stuff where it feels like they're just hanging out. So it feels very natural and it like ends with like them getting help from the Supreme court and or like they, their stuff gets taken to the Supreme court uh, because like, I forget which group of people that are like, you know, trying to make this stuff like basically fight for equal rights. Uh, uh, like they, the ACLU. I think it was ACLU. Maybe I could, I can't remember. I, I watched the movie a bit ago, but they pretty much are like, this is the case we're going to fight for because one, it'll be a victory for us. But two, you guys will get, you guys will basically be a symbol 
uh, but you'll get your marriage and stuff. And it's like, it's them dealing with it where the wife wants this everything because she can't stand having her kids live in this place. They want to go back to where they were from. And the father is just like, I don't want any, I just want to live. And so he's very quiet. He's very against all of it, but he just goes along with it because his wife says so. <laughs> uh, but overall, like it, it, they win because it's, you know, it's based on the real story. So they win and everything else. And then he apparently like dies like seven years later, uh, getting hit by like a drunk driver or something. Oh, damn. But it, yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was like sad. But yeah, they at least win and like get, they, they straight up build a house from the ground up and are allowed to go back to where they were from and they can't get arrested since it's like the law now but it was a good story uh just very it's very much like you're just kind of sitting there watching but you're not there's nothing to expect really i guess you could say it's just like you're observing more than anything of like oh it's a normal life of normal people okay but yeah that was loving and we are huh i don't know do you want to do one more or should i do one more or should we just stop here Uh, we're like an hour 20 so last week i watched a movie that like uh, i mean people have been talking about it for like a couple weeks at least i I think uh i watched the mitchells versus the machines which is a new netflix is that the one with the giant furby yes it is that's all i know about it is that there's a giant furby uh so i believe it was done by the same animation well it's done by sony animation uh so i believe it's the same it's at least the same studio i don't know if it's the same team that did that did uh, into the spider-verse or edge of the the spider-verse and it has it it was definitely very interesting visually because it it had like every it was like a completely 3d computer generated movie but there were like certain moments where a character would like express an emotion or whatever, and there'd be like 2D art put a- around the character that looked like uh, like high school sketchbook kind of thing. Yeah, and it was just visually very interesting, and like all the characters were super interesting and funny. Like uh, the uh, the main character's younger brother, his whole shtick is that he's just like obsessed with dinosaurs because like so many little kids or like young boys are just obsessed with dinosaurs not just boys but like it is like a stereotype that young boys just love t-rexes and just dinosaurs in general and that's his shtick uh but the whole movie is basically just like the the main character is she wants to make movies and she lives in like a small town and she Eventually, she, like, gets accepted to, uh, like, an art school, and she is going to go move away from her family and learn how to make movies and be with people like her who also love movies. And she's, like, super excited about finally going off and being with people like her and not like her family or whatever who don't really, like, at least her dad doesn't seem to understand why she's on her phone all the time or why she's making, why she even cares to make movies and stuff like that. And like put them on YouTube. He's just like, why wouldn't you want to go out in the outdoors and go for a hike or something? That's what it's really all about. Uh, I don't know, not to go over like every single scene, but it was just a very fun, well-animated movie. Like I had a smile on my face almost the entire time okay it's very funny and it's just like it's literally like it somehow the mitchells who like from the get-go they're like we are a dysfunctional family we're all weird in different ways and we don't really like 
you know, we love each other because we're a family, but we don't really work well together. <laughs> and somehow they are like the last people left on Earth that haven't been kidnapped by robots after like the robot apocalypse basically happens. Like it, like basically a bunch of there is a robot uprising and the robots, instead of just killing everyone, like in Terminator, they just put them in these like containment hexagons. And they're like putting them on ships to shoot them off into space. So, uh, and so the Mitchells have to, since they are the only ones left, try to undo that and like stop the robot apocalypse. And it's just fun to see them try to do that and kind of learn how to be a team again. It's very generic, but it's just very well done. Easily though, like my favorite part of the movie is uh, towards the end, there's a moment where the mom sees like the young boy get like uh grabbed by some uh, some of the robots and you know get scared and she goes like full mom rage and starts like destroying all the like advanced robots around her to the point where they're just like literally she somehow instantly becomes like mythic to these robots so when she shows up like five minutes later in another scene and she's like still destroying robots like the other robots that were nowhere near her at the time were just like oh no the destroyer has come run oh my god that's (laughs) great so funny so like yeah definitely uh it i was not expecting to like it as much as i did i just i i had seen some a lot of people praising it for the quality of the animation online and not necessarily for the story or anything but it was just a very fun experience from start to finish for me okay. at least cool 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 sounds like i i need to watch it i'm just yeah i'm, I'm not gonna get to it for a bit probably yeah <laughs> uh we'll see uh but that's cool uh i think we're out of time though yeah we got we got some done i got like four things off my list which is better than nothing i guess um we're getting just there an hour and a half yeah i gotta i gotta look through and see actually what the new count is i gotta take some of these off but we're we're slowly but surely knocking things down. Like we're actually, it's not inc- it's increasing, but the decrease is over. It, it's uh, out. It's outweighing the increase, which is nice. So we're slowly depleting the list here to where things will be back in natural order soon enough. Uh, with that said, though, of course, this has been Sutra Side Talk, our weekly gaming TV shoot, TV shoe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, TV shoes, guys, get them now. But uh, weekly TV show, movie gaming podcast. Uh, if you want to write into us, whether it's uh, giving us feedback, uh, positive or negative, or comments, or if you want to send us a question for us to read on the show, you can at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. And of course, you can. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Sutra Side Talk. And of course, you know, uh, subscribe to whatever platform you're listening on. If you're on Apple Podcasts, of course, give us, a, give us that five star review that really helps us out. Uh, but of course, on Twitter and Instagram, give us a like for any posts we make. Follow us there. Uh, if you see us tweet something, if you retweet it, that would be great. If you see us post something, if you share that to your story, that's even better. Uh, that's kind of the kind of stuff that really, really helps us out for a free show we do for everyone uh, that we lose money on. And of course, uh, you can follow James on Twitter at InvaderJim124. And you can follow me on Twitter at GoGoComzilla. Uh, we will be back, like I said, next week with 
at least three episodes, probably three, maybe four. We'll see how it goes, but uh, look for them pretty much back to back. We'll have them out there. We'll talk about as much as we can without going overboard in time, which is why we've made multiple episodes for this. But E3, holy shit, one week, fun times. Yeah. Catch you all later. Get ready. Yeah. See you later. Thanks for listening.